0: Going Linux, Episode 279, Getting Started with Linux. Welcome to the Going Linux Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushey. Whether you're new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in going Linux. We hope that you'll find this and all of our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and its applications and using them to get things done. In today's episode, Getting Started with Linux. We thought in this episode that we would address some questions, some misconceptions, and provide some advice for those of you just getting started in exploring Linux as an operating system. A first question you may have is, what is Linux and why should I try it at all? Well, Linux is an operating system. It's software that runs your computer like Microsoft's Windows, Apple's OS X, or Google's Chrome OS. Linux is dependable, secure, capable, and a modern operating system that rivals all others in popularity and actual use. Linux will never be everyone's desktop operating system, any more than Windows, OS 10 or Chrome OS is right for everyone. However, it is a major operating system that is used on most of the world's fastest and most powerful computers. On many of, if not most of, the computers that make up the backbone of the Internet, and on corporate servers that require stability and reliability. Linux is what both Google's Android and Chrome OS are built upon. Have you ever installed a less-than-legitimate copy of Windows, or tried one in boot camp on a Mac? Have you, quote, borrowed a copy of Microsoft Office to avoid a $100 or larger price tag, or a copy of Photoshop to use for editing, quote, just a few photos from your collection? Well, that slimy feeling you get when you do something just a little shady like this is one good reason to use Linux. Linux is professional-grade software that is provided for free. It's free whether you have one computer or a thousand computers. It's free for you to use however you see fit, and it's free for you to copy and give away to others as well. Have you ever felt forced to spend $25, 50 or $100 or more to upgrade a software application because the old version is no longer supported or is obsolete? have you ever had to upgrade your computer after paying for that upgraded software because the new version requires more ram or hard drive space than your old computer had future operating system updates including new versions upgrades and security updates are free on linux as well most software applications you use on linux like office applications and photo editing and management software are free too, with free updates and upgrades as well. Do you have a two- or three-year-old computer that's so underpowered that your neighbor's new laptop boots in half the time and runs every program (laughs) twice as fast? Well, you can breathe new life into that older machine and boost its performance by using Linux. Are you scared that maybe a computer virus, Trojan, or other malware is hiding inside your existing computer? Well, Linux has been designed with security built in it's updated so frequently by thousands of developers worldwide that when malware is found updates are typically developed and distributed in a fraction of the time of other operating systems now a couple of misconceptions first Linux is made by computer nerds for computer nerds so it's unusable by the average computer user that's false There are versions of Linux that match that description, of course, but also there are different versions of Linux created for different applications, like versions for running web servers, in-flight entertainment systems, and controlling robots at MIT. In fact, there are even versions specifically designed for the average computer user. Another misconception that I've read is... Linux cannot be used as a Windows replacement if you're a gamer or a photographer or someone who uses proprietary software. Adobe doesn't make its Photoshop software available for Linux distributions, so either you have to install a virtual machine or switch back to Windows ultimately. Only install Linux if you're a programmer who can live without gaming. Well... That misconception couldn't be further from the truth. It is true that software designed specifically for other operating systems like Photoshop won't run on Linux, but the same is true for Mac-specific software that won't run on Windows like Pages, Numbers, or Keynote, or Windows software that doesn't work on Mac like Microsoft Paint, Movie Maker, or Internet Explorer. On the other hand, Linux comes with free alternatives to all of these programs that often perform as well or better. In many cases, the software programs provided with Linux are categorized as cross platform, that is, they run on Linux, Windows, and OS X. Photo editing software like GIMP, Office Suites like LibreOffice, and Internet browsers like Chrome and Firefox are such programs. You've likely heard of, or perhaps are using, at least a couple of those programs. And there are thousands of Linux software applications in all kinds of categories that are professional quality, provided for free, and freely updated more frequently than the corresponding Windows, or OS 10 only, applications. So how do you choose the right Linux for you? Well, there are literally hundreds of versions of Linux to choose from. Each has its own look and feel. Each is designed with a specific purpose in mind. Each comes prepackaged with a selection of software applications, and each has the same Linux at its core. Having said that, if you ask 10 people which version of Linux is best, you'll get at least 12 different answers. Our recommendations are based on our experience and knowledge. I've been using Linux as my exclusive personal computer operating system for about 10 years now. If you want Linux to run a server for your business, you probably want Red Hat or SUSE Linux. If you want to run a recording studio, then maybe Ubuntu Studio is for you. If you want a Linux computer for average everyday home use, Linux Mint or Ubuntu would be the most popular choices. Unlike Windows, OS 10, and Chrome OS, which have only one desktop experience, Granted, with a few tweakable color and menu placement options, each version of Linux has a choice of different desktop environments. They have names like Cinnamon, Mate, Unity, Gnome, and KDE. So when you choose Linux Mint, for example, you're also presented with the choice of Cinnamon, Mate, and other desktops. With Ubuntu, you can choose Unity, Mate, and KDE, among others. Cinnamon and Mate are probably the easiest to understand for users moving to Linux from other operating systems. So those are our recommendations. One nice thing about having all these choices is there's no risk to picking just one, then changing your mind later. Each of the versions we've mentioned for personal use is provided as a downloadable image file that can be used to create a, quote, live bootable dvd or usb stick usb sticks also known as a flash drive and when you do that that will allow you to try the software without installing anything on your computer since each of them is free you could download each version of linux with each desktop environment and try them all that's a lot of work though so our recommendation is to download one and try it for a while then try another Trying Linux using the bootable live media lets you use all of the features of the operating system and the software applications like Firefox, LibreOffice, Movie and Audio Players, Photo Managers, and more. When you're ready to try Linux, we have a screencast to help you out. We'll have a link in the show notes for this podcast. Watch that video first, then remember it was made a few years ago, so the software you use on Windows and OS 10 to create the live media may have changed. Check your operating system's help for burning disk images or using ISO files for information. We did some Google searches ourselves and found some recent articles. We'll include links in the show notes to those, and they will help you get started. Please note that the Ubuntu instructions that we've linked to work with any Linux ISO file, not just Ubuntu. When you're ready to install Linux, we have a screencast to help you out there, too. And, of course, the link to that screencast will be in the show notes. Watch it first. Then do a backup. Always do a backup when you make major changes to your computer. Double-click the Install Linux Mint Launcher on the desktop in the live environment, and follow the steps shown in our article. For Linux Mint and Ubuntu, you'll be offered a choice between using the entire disk, replacing your existing Windows with Linux, or running Linux alongside Windows. Choosing the latter is the safest because at boot time, you'll have a choice between booting into Linux or booting into your familiar Windows environment. Our screencast is a good first resource to get you started on installing Linux, but please ensure that you consult the online manual, online help, or forums for the distribution that you've decided to try. They'll have up-to-date information and specific instructions for their version of Linux. At this point, you may be thinking, this free operating system sounds too good to be true. How can it be free? Well, although you will find some versions of Linux for purchase, the vast majority are provided free of charge. Linux is licensed in a way that allows anyone to give it away for free, no strings attached. The license gives any member of the Linux user community the freedom to use Linux for any purpose, to distribute, modify, redistribute, or even sell the operating system. If you do modify and then redistribute Linux with your modifications, you're required by the license to submit your modifications for possible inclusion into future versions. There's no guarantee that this will ever happen, but if you have made it better, then your changes might just be included in the next release of the Linux version that you chose in the first place. This is how Linux can continually improve and grow without having to charge its users money. Many of the users of Linux are corporations that use the operating system to run their businesses or include it with their products. Google, Android phones, Chromebooks, Samsung televisions, etc. All of these use Linux to run their systems. Many of these corporations develop fixes and new features for Linux as they use it in their businesses. These improvements are given back to Linux and the software improves as a result. Whether you're a home user of Linux, a Linux software or application developer, or an employee of a company that uses Linux, you are a member of the Linux community. Unlike Windows, OS X, and Chrome OS, Linux is not created and supported by just one company. It's supported by Intel, Red Hat, Lanero, Samsung, IBM, SUSE, Texas Instruments, Google, Canonical, Oracle, AMD, and Microsoft, among others. Over 4,000 developers have contributed to Linux over the last 15 years. Now, we have answers to a few more questions you may have in an FAQ article entitled The 16 Most Googled Questions About Linux. We'll have a link to that article in our show notes, but here are seven of those questions you may have on your mind right now. Why is Linux better? Why is Linux more secure? Why is Linux free? Can Linux get viruses? Does Minecraft work on Linux? Does Netflix work on Linux? Does Steam work on Linux? And there are many more questions there. Let me just wrap up with a summary that may answer a couple of those questions right here, right now. The most popular versions of Linux available today can be described in this way. Linux is a modern computer operating system with an attractive user interface. Its update manager keeps not only the operating system, but all of its installed applications up to the current release. The operating system is more secure and better supported than the operating system pre-installed on most home computers today. Using Linux provides you with the freedom to run a complete, full-featured operating system pre-configured with most, if not all, of the applications you will need for your daily computing or to change anything about the way it looks, the way it works, or the applications it runs to suit your taste. You can run Linux on almost any hardware, from the prettiest MacBook to the cheapest netbook, from the newest Chromebook to some very old machines designed for Windows, and from the most powerful internet servers to the smallest smart thermostat. Linux is more secure. Linux users are not administrators by default. Administrator accounts, also known as Root, on any operating system have access to do anything they want, including damage the system. Even if Linux is compromised, the intruder can do limited damage. Typically, only the user's local files would be affected, and that's because Linux users don't run as Root. When you double-click on a file in some other operating systems, the system looks at the file extension. .jpg, .exe, .pdf, etc. to determine which program it should use to open the file. Linux opens a file for what it is not for what the file extension says. Let's say you've received a file that ends in .jpg or .pdf. If the file is actually a virus installer program and not a picture or a document as the file extension would indicate, when you open the file in Linux, It will know that it's an installer program, tell you that you are about to run a program and ask you if you want to proceed. It will also prompt you for your password. Remember that if you enter your password and click OK at this point, then you've just given permission for the infection to try to install itself on your system. On the other hand, if it's a Windows virus, either the installation will fail or it will not be able to infect any of your Linux applications. Well, if you are simply interested in Linux or you're ready to get started with Linux, hopefully this episode has been helpful to you and will help you get started on your journey towards trying Linux at the very least. In our next episode, listener feedback. Until then, Go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and to subscribe. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done. And if you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast Google Plus community. Until next time, thanks for listening.